That's gonna give him the biggest fight. Then guess what? Fox Fox fight. 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 Hey, what's up, guys? Boxing with B. Yeah, I want that to paycheck. All right, so we we saw the trilogy between. Uh, Joshua Franco and Andrew Maloney. Great we've, fights, great fights. Yes, and we've caught up with Joshua Franco before, but this time we were actually able to catch up with Andrew Maloney. And you know what? It was a great interview. Yeah, it was. It was great, great to man. hear all great the fighter. all all of the you know the behind the scenes, and you know we talked about you know YouTubers in boxing. Yep. We talk about Chocolatito, that division, how stacked it is, and just more about you know Andrew and his thoughts in the trilogy and just how it all went. So. Before I went I continue, home, like even COVID was in there because we had to get quarantine and stuff going all the way home. Maybe yeah, like a yeah. 24 hour flight, maybe at the longest. Um, before we Who continue knows? spoiling it all, here's how it went. First off, thank you so much for joining us, Andrew. Um, how was the flight back? How have you been? Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, the flight back was good. Uh, the only positive, I suppose, of uh, COVID is that the airplanes are empty, especially on the way back to Australia. So, there's only maybe 10 people on the whole plane. Wow. So we have a like a whole row to ourselves to lay down and get yep. some sleep. So that's good. Um, so I'm now in a hotel quarantine. When we land back in Australia, we're not allowed to just go home to our family. We, we have to do a hotel quarantine for two weeks um, where you're basically in a hotel room and you, you can't leave that room. Um, wow. But thankfully this time I've got a balcony so I can get some fresh air. So... That makes things a lot easier. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, I mean, with COVID, we're going to just dive right into it. But with COVID, I mean, you made your pro, your, I mean, your pro, you made your U.S. debut during COVID. And I know people usually tend to think when they make their U.S. De- debut, they want to see plenty of fans in attendance, you know, that kind of atmosphere. But for you, I mean, you had the whole world shut down. The world shut down, sports shut down, professional sports. But Top Rank was one of the few that came back and actually brought boxing, boxing to, you know, people that might not tune in all the time. And it was on ESPN. You had the main event. So although there were not any fans in attendance, you still got the exposure as if it was a sold out crowd. Um, what was that experience like? Yeah, that's exactly right. It, um, it was obviously different fighting without fans, but at the same time, because I knew how many people were watching that fight um, and just how much exposure the event was getting because basically everyone's at home and they yeah. don't have much to do, so everyone's tuning in to watch the fight and it still felt like a really big deal. It still felt like you know everything I'd sort of always dreamt of of coming over to America and, and fighting on the big stage. So they still had that atmosphere, even though there was no one really in the crowd. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been very lucky and, and very thankful to Top Rank for the opportunities I've had during this pandemic. Um, I've headlined two shows in America now, and and was co-featured to Terence Crawford. So I've had some great opportunities throughout this whole pandemic. And you know, coming in during that COVID time. Um, do you think it might have helped your transition in the in the U.S., you know, having almost like an even platform with no fans in attendance? It was 
was it almost like there was no, as they would say, like home court advantage? Yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit like that. It um, uh, it was it was strange fighting without a crowd. But um, I mean, me and my opponent were both in the same situation there. Um, and yeah, fighting last weekend with a crowd again. Um, and obviously being in America, um, my opponent Josh Franco had quite a lot of fans there to support him. So that did sort of feel like I was the the away side, whereas the other two fights without a crowd, yeah, you couldn't really notice that at all. How was it when you're hearing the other coaches, you know, instructions to the fighter that, you know, when you, you had no one there, no noise, all you had was the coaches, you guys yelling at each other. Did you guys ever get confused? Um, didn't get confused, but it was strange. You could, uh, you could hear their coach very clearly. Um, and he could obviously hear my coach. So it's sort of, I suppose, a little bit, uh, difficult in a way that when your coach is yelling instructions, they can, they can hear what, he wants you to do and and i could hear the same thing for for robert yelling out to, to franco and um yeah it's sort of i suppose you've got to try and uh use that to your advantage and maybe mix it up and, and throw something there they're not expecting and yeah. sort of go against that advice for a split second true yeah yeah you knew what was coming so you knew how to basically get out of the way too sending some mixed signals out there <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, probably if we realized it was going to be like that, could have, uh, could have, um, you know, come up with a plan to, to yell out things that mean different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a different experience, um, but I'm thankful now that the crowds are back because the atmosphere last weekend was, was amazing. Yeah. The energy must be great. The rumble and everything of the crowds. Yeah, definitely. Especially because it'd been so long. It'd been nearly two years since I fought with a crowd. Um, so it was great to, to have that back and yeah, the atmosphere to be back in, in the arena. And, you know, that's, that's what I love as a fighter is those, those nights. That's what you look forward to during, uh, you know, during training camp is the atmosphere of fight night. Yeah. You know what? I have to give you guys credit when they said there was no crowds and it was on television. I have friends that didn't follow boxing that you, you guys. Both of you guys. Oh, Maloney Franco fighting for the trailer. You're going to watch it? I'll go, of course. I watched it from the beginning. He goes, yeah, we didn't have nothing to watch. So, boom, sports was on. Then, boom, the fight was on. Man, boxing's great. And you guys got more. You guys, little did you guys know, you guys got better exposure from people that had, didn't even follow the sport at all. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I suppose that's been the, the positive um, with no crowds is that more people are tuning in on TV. Um, and hopefully... You know, the people that don't usually watch boxing now continue to follow yeah. the sport going forward. Yep. So, you know, you, your debut turned into a trilogy. You had a trilogy matchup to to put under your resume. Um, aside from the publicity, you know, you fought the same guy three times in a row. Is there anything that you can take that you might have learned from that you can apply to, you know, future bouts that you'll have? Yeah, absolutely. Um Obviously, I'm, I'm very disappointed that the result didn't go my way and I didn't come home with that world title. But all in all, the you know, the experience that I got from that trilogy with Franco will no doubt do me, you know, a world of good going forward in my career. Um, he's a great fighter and I shared the ring with him for, what, 26 rounds. Wow. So we um, that's great experience for me. Um, and, you know, they were tough fights that I'll learn a lot from going forward. Yeah, you know what? And like you said, it was they were great fights. And 
what we keep talking about is so many people that tuned in that usually wouldn't tune in. Um, this trilogy, I think a lot of people that tuned in, they were either 100% Team Franco or 100% Team Maloney. It's especially after the second fight, everyone kind of like took a stance and it was head to head, whether you were Team Maloney, you were Team Franco. No one agreed. You saw that all over social media. Um, but what I really love to see about this sport is when, you know, when it's all said and done, it is a sport. And then to see you and Franco at the end talk about it. And, and I saw the Instagram post and it's like, it, this is why boxing is, is called the gentleman sport. You can talk, you can make the fights exciting. People will tune in, see like the drama about it. But at the end of the day, you know, I just want to read, I read a quote and it's from, um, actually from social media, Franco actually responded to your post. And then he put nothing but respect for you and your team, Andrew. It was a great trilogy with you. And there's no doubt in my mind that you will be back even stronger. And you actually replied with, uh, thank you for a great battle champion. All the best going forward in your career. Can you talk a little bit about the communication that you had with Franco after the trilogy? Yeah, that's right. Obviously, you know, during the, I suppose the, the heat of the moment in the battle, while we were still sort of in between our, our trilogy, you, you want nothing but to, you know, to be that person and to, to become victorious, but there's, there's still a huge amount of respect there for him. And certainly after, um, the battle was over. Um, he's got my respect for sure. And uh, I know that he's a great fighter. Um, and, you know, I wish him all the best going forward. Like I said, um, he is a great fighter and uh, I look forward to seeing where he goes from here. Um, and, yeah, we, we had a chat. He came into the change room after the fight and we showed respect for each other and, and then again bumped into him at the airport the following day while he was on his way home and, and yeah, we just wished each other all the best and, and thanked each other for a great battle. Wow. See, that's great to hear. It's yep. it's just so awesome to see things like that. It reminds me of like the trilogy between Gotti and Ward. You see the behind the scenes and they're like, hey, you all right? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. But, you know, to the fans, it's like, Gotti won, no Ward won, no, we're this and that. It's like the actual fighters that put on this performance, they have a level of respect and you guys earn that respect from each other. Yep. You guys... Like you said, you shared all these rounds with each other. You're the ones that felt each other's power. Yeah, that's right. Um, I love that footage. That's sort of, you know, famous footage of Ward and Gaddy sitting next oh, to each yeah. other in the hospital. Yes. Um, yeah. That's cool. And you're right. That's that's what I love about boxing. Um, and, you know, sometimes people outside the sport give boxing a bad rap and probably think that, you know, we're thugs and we just go out there and fight. But it's a discipline and there's, you know, us fighters have a huge amount of respect for each other, um, you know, inside and outside the ring. Yeah. Um, so what's next for Andrew Maloney? Um, yeah, good question. Uh, I'm, I'm very eager to get back in the ring as soon as possible. Um, so hopefully my, my plan is to get back in the ring before the end of this year and to get myself back up in the ratings and, and, and try and get back into position to fight for a world title as soon as possible. Um, uh, I think the other champions are sort of all sort of tied up at the moment. I think the fastest route back to a world title for me will probably be with the WBO. Um, Kazuto Aoka is fighting Francisco Rodriguez uh, next week. Um, so I'll definitely be tuning into that fight to see who the winner is and, and try and get myself in the position 
to fight the winner of that fight as soon as possible. Oh, that's great. And like like you said, um, some fighters in, in your division that are kind of all tied up, you know, like Chocolatito, uh, you know, So Wrong Beside, Cuadras, Estrada, these names, they your your division is just so stacked. I've said this so many times every time I talk about this division. It's so exciting to watch. You know, before we were watching the Chocolatito fights, everyone kept up with his career. And now, I mean, your name, Franco, you guys are in the mix. This, these are, this is just a division that, you know, the eyes are not going to leave this division right no. now. Um, in your opinion, between those names, Sorangbisai, Cuadras, Chocolatito, um, Estrada, which of those styles do you think would make for a great fight with your style? Yeah, good question. And you're right. Firstly, it's, I think it's definitely one of the best divisions in boxing, if yeah. not the best. Um, and unfortunately it doesn't sort of get the attention from mainstream or, um, you know, the wider audience. It's only the sort of real true boxing fans that realize how good the division is. Yeah. Um, and so many great fighters in the division that I'd love to share the ring with. Um, Style-wise, I, I if I had to pick one, probably Estrada. Um, oh, yes. I'm, actually, oh, I'm a fan of Estrada. I actually yeah. really like his style and I've watched him um, for many years now as a, a boxing fan first and then as a, someone who's in my division second. Um, and I'd love the opportunity to fight him. Uh, I think we'd have a great fight against each other. Um, I think his style sort of suits me and um, hopefully we can make that fight happen sometime in the future. Oh, your name is well known now. And it's, I, I definitely see that fight coming. Definitely so. see that. That'd be a heck of a fight. Yeah. We'll, and you know what? We're definitely going to tune into oh, that. We'll tune into that one. <laughs> yeah. You know? it, um, I noticed too that the, the WBA is sort of mandated Franco to fight Chocolatito next. Um, hopefully that fight happens because, I know the WBC also has their own little sort of tournament going on where the winner of Estrada and Chocolatito is supposed to fight the winner of Rungbasai and Quadras. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but uh, Franco and Chocolatito is a fight that I look forward to seeing as well. Um, very interesting because I think that Franco is quite a bit bit bigger than uh, Chocolatito naturally and, and quite strong for the weight. So I hope that fight happens. I'd, I'd love to see how Franco goes. Oh, yeah. Like I said, this division is just so exciting. Even just to hear your your thoughts on it and your responses and to hear you say that you would want Estrada, it's like this just adds to why everyone should be tuning into this division. It's not no excuses on maybe I should fight. Maybe I should take this fight or this fight and then work my way back. It's like, no, you're calling out if Estrada was there, if that opportunity was there, you would take that fight tomorrow. Like, it's yep. a great, great response to hear. It just adds to the excitement, like I said. 100%, yeah, and I'd love that fight. And I think that's the other, another thing too, like these lighter weight divisions, the unification fights are happening and the best fighters are fighting the best, whereas you don't see that in some of these other divisions that, that get of a lot of attention, like the welterweight division or the lightweight division. You mm -hmm. know, there's some great fighters in those divisions, but unfortunately it's very rare that you see them fight against each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Um, were you able to tune into the Ugas Pacquiao fight? If so, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was. We watched that. Um, it was good. It actually gave us something to do while we're stuck in this <laughs> hotel room. Yep. So it was great that fight was on. Um, 
and very impressed with Rugas. He uh, yes, um, I knew he was a great fighter, um, but obviously I know he was in training camp and supposed to fight, but to to fight Pacquiao on two weeks' notice, and you know obviously then fighting a southpaw who has a pretty unique style, um, for him to to make those adjustments and you know come up with a game plan in only two weeks and and to basically absolutely fight that game plan to a T. He, he controlled that fight so well, especially from sort of the middle rounds onwards. Um, I was really impressed with, with how well he controlled Pacquiao and, and took away all his strengths and, you know, kept behind his jab and, and kept the fight mainly at long distance. And, yeah, it was a really good performance. Yes, it was. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, I think a lot of people were very upset that, you know, we didn't see Errol Spence versus Pacquiao, but I think those that tuned in were very surprised and were very satisfied with it was a with great the fight. fight that we got to see. It was a great see. fight still. Yes. Um, now, before I let you go, I have to ask this too. With the YouTubers coming into boxing, and I, I ask this because I think a lot of people think of the YouTubers in a very lighthearted and comedic way. And they kind of give them the the ticket of like, oh, well, they're YouTubers, you know, they'll do what they do and they're promoting them. But in plenty of interviews, I've heard you say boxing is your life. And, you know, this is your livelihood and the livelihood of your family. It means a lot. And I understand that. I mean, I can totally picture, you know, this is your career. How do you feel about YouTubers that are coming in like Jake Paul coming in, taking the spotlight and they're headlining and they don't wear headgear and they're considered professional fighters yeah it's a it's a tough one i think there's positives and negatives from the whole thing um they do bring a lot of eyeballs to the sport and hopefully those those people that tune in then continue to follow boxing and the sport grows as a whole um but yeah on the other hand i know that they have sort of made their name outside of boxing and and deserve respect for that but i mean it is a little bit frustrating that guys like myself and other fighters that have given their life for this sport and and made so many sacrifices and trained so hard for so many years you know make like a maybe one tenth of what these guys make from in in their fights or not even that um so it's a little bit frustrating that some of these guys can come and have like a what is basically a little exhibition and you know, not really put themselves at risk, but walk away with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably, I will say that Jake Paul is, he seems to be taking this sport serious and he wants real fights um, and seems to be training very hard and sort of taking this sport very seriously and not just trying to come in here and, and steal people's money and, and put on a fight that he's guaranteed to win. He's, He's taking tests um, and calling out all the biggest names, which um, I'll give him credit. If he, if he actually wants to fight these guys, that he's got a ton of ton of heart. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he seems to be taking the sport seriously and not making a joke of it. So I respect that. I've been watching that. I like it that he's, he's fighting uh, ex-guys and he's fighting UFC guys that are not boxers. I just can't, I'm waiting for him to fight. I don't even care if it's a boxer that's retired and came out of retirement. They say Andrew <laughs> Ward. They say Ward got something. Because you know what? This guy thinks he's all that. I'll come out of retirement and fight him. 
That'll be a different story when he actually fights a boxer, boxer, not a UFC fighter, not someone who wrestles, but someone, like you said, dedicated his life to be a boxer. And he meets somebody that knows how to throw a faster jab, knows what's coming, knows how to move, knows how to avoid everything. Then we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're right. He, so far, they have sort of picked their fights quite smart. And he's, he's fought UFC fighters that, um, especially his last one, that Askren was known as not a very good striker. Um, so he, they have been smart about it, but yeah, you're right. It's going to be interesting when he steps in the ring with a, a true boxer that has, you know, yep. dedicated their life to this sport and, and learnt the craft properly. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was great, you know, meeting you, talking to yeah. you. Thanks for, you know, giving us some of your quarantine time. <laughs> no, my pleasure. Thank you for killing some of my time. Uh, the time goes very slow in here, so been good chatting to you good. thank you thank good. you and good luck in good your, luck in your and career can't wait to see you next fight thank you very much appreciate it